get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That anymore. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 17 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are live on Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. This is franchise episode number 98, all time. If you are a new listener, Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air, as well as tweet us questions or comments. Just send those tweets to at LGB Radio, and we will read them on the show. And to chat with us live, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the join us graphic right now. You'll just need a microphone and a headset ready to go. So my name is Kurt Price, and uh, with me tonight is uh, Bill Day. Bill, how are you, sir? Uh, I am uh, doing well. Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, vacation, uh, not really vacation, but just time off work. So I'm, I'm uh, pretty, uh, pretty good spirits. Um, as long as we don't talk about the blues, what are we going to talk about tonight? <laughs> uh, the economy. Uh, uh, economics one on It's the economy, stupid. <laughs> um. Yeah, Mr. Ponder uh, said that he will be late and he will join us shortly. But we know how that goes. Yeah. We'll see if he's here or not. He's on the clock. Uh, We mentioned last week that we do have a uh, t-shirt shop uh, at letsgoblues.com. So if you would like one of our uh, fancily designed t-shirt, blues-themed t-shirt, uh, without breaking any copyright violations, I'm sure. Uh, let's go blues.com and click on the shop link and check that out. Uh, our official beers of the episode, Mr. Ponder might miss out on that, but uh, Bill, I saw you tweet yours out. What do you got? Yeah, I have uh, Founders Fruitwood. Uh, it's uh, a cherry ale aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. So it's uh, it's uh, pretty distinct. Um, it looks is, like it looks like Kool Aid. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it has the the color of uh, uh, either Cherry Seven Up or White Zinfandel. And uh, huh. they're, they're they're once it warms up, uh, which you know I, I hope not to get to that point, but uh, it it kind of has a. Uh, uh, some of the characteristics of White Zinfandel, which, uh, you know, if, if that's what I was going for, I'd, I'd uh, probably go for some uh, cheap bottom shelf wine uh, from uh, Shooting Market here in town. But 
no, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's Founders always makes a good beer, um, and uh, I guess I'm just used to a lot heavier stuff, uh, especially this time of year. But uh, I I do recommend at least uh, getting a pint of it somewhere. The um, you mentioned White Zinfandel. Now, do you know? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you. Um, White Zinfandel is not white; it's pink. Correct. The pink hue. So, why is it called White Zinfandel? Is that something to do with the grapes? Uh, yes, it's, it's uh, white grapes. Yeah, white grapes. And um, some uh, breaking news: uh, Montreal just took a two-to-one lead with 8.3 seconds to go over the Predators. Hey. So the Blues are possibly getting help, but I, I think our best bet is still squeaking into that uh, that uh, uh, final uh, wild card spot. No, we got to start finishing off these these. Uh, we're, I mean, we'll get into it, but you know, it, the the effort is is there. The, the they're playing. I th- I think they're playing fairly well. They're just not scoring. But okay, uh, my beer. Do more. What's that? What's that? I said I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, my beer of this evening is the uh, big muddy vanilla stout. From Big Muddy Brewing, uh, out of Murfreesboro, Illinois, just a just a stone's throw from where I went to college at Carbondale, Illinois. So there's mm-hmm. the there's the bottle. This has been the fridge a while. I've never had it, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I've uh, I uh, was gifted a bottle of that uh, last year, and it is uh, it's pretty tasty. It's a traditional milk stout infused with pure Madagascar vanilla. Subtle vanilla flavor throughout with roasted notes and a slightly sweet, smooth finish. That's that's fairly accurate. Okay. Um, where's my notes here? My notes. The uh, To chat with us live on the air, uh, you can go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the, uh, the join us button uh, in a few moments here. So stay tuned for that. Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account. If you don't follow him, give him a follow on Twitter. It's a fantastic follow. Uh, if, if you're a Blues fan and you were on Twitter, you should be following him. Oh, I just watched the goal. Yeah, eight, se- eight seconds to go, right? 8.3. Your your mic is, uh, is uh, muffled. Oh, I had it covered up again. Today in Blues History. March 2nd, 1991, Brett Hall became the third player to score 70 goals in back-to-back seasons uh, in a 4-4 tie versus the Philadelphia Flyers. So that's it seems so crazy, uh, 70 goals in back-to-back seasons. That's like, that's, I remember it, but it's just like, that just is not going to happen. Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah the, the league is really lucky to get anybody to 50 at this point. I know. Then the eventually got sixty, uh, didn't he? Uh, yeah, a couple, yeah. couple years back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the league's only hope for that uh, in the coming years is uh, got to be Patrick Laine. McDavid. I think McDavid might have a shot. Yeah, he, I don't know. I think he's too much of a setup guy. Maybe, but I mean, if he has, if he gets the supporting cast, you never know. Uh, 1992, March 2nd, 1992, Brett Hall, a Brett Hall hat trick 
makes him the second Blues player with 100 points in three straight seasons. And uh, that happened against the Vancouver Canucks. So that's, uh, that was 1992. And in 1989, Kelly Chase scored two goals in 33 seconds and had an assist for a three-point game. It was his only multi-goal uh, NHL game, and that came against Nashville, 1999. I remember that game. I remember the game Twist I, scored two too. I think Twist had two in the game, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did. He did. He yeah. had two goals, in, and they had him, and they put him on the power play in the third period <laughs> to try and get him that third goal. <laughs> it, yeah, didn't quite work out. But, no, I yeah. do remember them putting twist on the power play. Other, other times, though, I think it was a Keenan thing, uh, putting him in front of the goal, just to you know have yeah, a big body big, in front of the goal. Yeah, big body presence. That was the uh, right. pre pre Kachuk era. Yep. Hey, uh, let's see, two thousand March second, two thousand. Pavel Dimitra, the late Pavel Dimitra, scored his one hundredth career goal. And the Blues tied the NHL record for with their 10th straight road win versus the Atlanta Thrashers. The not the no longer existent Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah, the uh, cycling Slovaks featured heavily in that game. And Zeus, Bartechko, and Dimitra. Good times. Good times. Mm. Oh, and uh, one more um, courtesy of... Uh, the at LGB radio history, uh, which I just made up uh, today marks the one year anniversary of our, uh, what could have been our greatest episode of all time that never found the airwaves. <laughs> it was, Oh my God. That was so bad. Oh man. That was the worst internet connection that I think any of us have ever had. And uh, it happened to be the night that we had Tom Calhoun. That was a good uh, show. That was a good show. Calhoun was such a good sport with those with the questions and everything, and and yeah. Uh, it, and yeah, and it was actually it was my fault. I had uh, it wasn't even so much a an internet connection issue. It was a uh, he was getting feedback awful, and I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear the feedback, so I thought, okay, well, if he's dealing with like like the professional that he is, he he did a fantastic job because if anybody who's done radio or a show like this if you can hear yourself talk while you're talking like like on a second delay it's almost impossible to think you can't you can't put together thoughts to you're constantly hearing yourself talk a second in the past it's awful and that's what was happening to him but he was he was great and little to my knowledge that the show was being recorded that way so when i went to edit the show in post-production uh i brought up the audio and all i could hear was like uh Calhoun's voice twice, and it was awful. And I was like, "Oh man, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it." And I, I, I couldn't fix it because the channels that we use through Hangouts, all the voices are one channel, so I didn't have it split up to different channels to try and just isolate his voice and fix it. But even if I could, I don't know if I could fix that. So, yeah. well, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I think we've had a, a lot better uh, success in terms of. Uh, the uh, major technical difficulties this year so hopefully we can convince him that uh, we've learned a thing or two and come back on the show i i'm, I'm sure he would he's such a, a good guy nice guy yeah yeah he's, great he's always sport. he he was he, he did i asked him i asked to interview him for uh let's go blues.com that time with any email questions and he was happy to answer all the questions i sent him and uh, that was on the time of his his anniversary the 30 yep. 20 30 years of the blues i think it was yeah 
and uh, and he even invited you and I down there to to ice level before the game to talk with him. It was it was a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's never missed a game. Never no. missed a Blues home game, regardless of continent. That's yeah. He went to Europe with them, and that was just, that's a, that's a crazy that's a crazy stat. I have a hard time going a week at work without missing a day, and he goes <laughs> thirty years. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it 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 is quite a feat, and uh, not all of us can uh, have uh, government work like you. <laughs> so there is uh, a little bit of news to talk about the show. Uh, uh, would it be the resurgence of uh, Magnus PRV? Uh it might be and the the back in the the what not the resurgence the uh, what's the opposite opposite of resurgence um, desurgence <laughs> cratering cratering of uh, Patrick Berglund what's he, has he has he no points in the last five games is that right he got okay. his money what what do you what he got his money I don't know he has <laughs> Yeah, he was hot there for a while, and now he's just cold again. But uh, Kevin mm. Shattenkirk has finally been traded uh, to Washington. On Monday, the Shattenkirk trade rumors finally culminated in a trade. The Blues dealt Shattenkirk and goalie Phoenix Coldplay to the Washington Capitals in, in two separate deals, actually, um, I think, uh, to uh, in exchange for a first-round pick in 2017 and a conditional second-round pick and forward Zach Sanford a uh, four uh, forwards, Zach Sanford and Brad Malone. The Blues only get the conditional second round pick if Washington resigns Shattenkirk or if they advance to the conference finals. And Shattenkirk also plays in at least 50% of their playoff games. I think otherwise, or if the if Washington trades Shattenkirk before the July 1st deadline, the second round conditional pick turns into a seventh round pick. If the second round pick, which they don't have, by the way, Right. The, let's, yeah, they don't have that a, second round to go. Yeah, so they'll I, have to go out and get one. And what? how that got approved? Um, Here's know. the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. I heard. I heard today. I don't. And this is not official. And someone on Twitter can hopefully correct me if I'm wrong um, about this. But uh, if they don't have the second round pick that they owe the Blues, come time for that pick to be given to the Blues, then the Blues get their first rounder. Um, is that pick in 2018? Because we already have their first round pick this year. It, oh, it isn't. I thought it was 2018. Is it not? Mm. No. Either way. I. Yeah. Either way, they need to get a second round pick to get the Blues. They don't have one right now. Right. It. I mean, trying to trying to read all the contingencies on that uh, on uh, the conditions on the pick. It. You know. It's. It's like. You know. Reading a, a prospectus for a very difficult uh, to understand investment, just so many contingencies. It just, you know, it's yeah, not even, not even really worth getting into the details. I, um, I heard I heard the I heard this this trade actually. Uh, they started to put this together about two years ago, and it finally they got all the all the contingencies worked out. It took two years to get them all worked out, and it finally uh, worked out a couple days ago on Monday. <laughs> well, I would have. A, I mean, it. I could see it taking that long to put these kind of contingencies together, but uh, I don't know that uh, Phoenix Copley going back and forth between the organizations. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, they would have lost uh, Phoenix for uh, uh, 
he was a free agent at the end of the season anyway, and they were not going to resign him. So they got something for him. Uh, Shattenkirk would have become a, a UFA at the end of the season if he wasn't re-signed before okay. July first. Uh, let me month- let me fix let me fix that for you. Shattenkirk okay. will become a New York Ranger in the off season. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is anybody uh, like shocked that that would happen? I mean, that's just obvious. Um, as as far as Shattenkirk being gone, no. As far as him being a Ranger. Oh yeah, no. I mean that's it's the worst kept secret in uh, you know the NHL. Uh, months ago, Armstrong approached Shattenkirk. This and this this is I want to talk about this a little bit. Armstrong approached Shattenkirk about re-signing with the Blues and offered him an eight-year extension. Eight-year extension. Uh, but Shattenkirk said he needed a different challenge and he wanted to test free agency. Uh, in other words, he wanted out of St. Louis. Yes. I'm thinking that. The reason behind the eight-year extension, not so much the sign and trade, was I mean he wanted Armstrong initially wanted him to resign him with the Blues, so that would have put Shattenkirk. The only reason to sign him for eight years is to get him for less per mm-hmm. year. That's the only reason. If you're signing him for five years, he's like seven plus million. If you're going for eight years, you're getting him for like five and a half million. It's got to be that. But eight years, that would be nuts. To sign with with Pareko, uh, and uh, Schmaltz coming along in this time frame, it's just going to be that would be a, a mess of a contract to have on the books. I'm, if you That's, were to tell me uh, trade Shattenkirk or sign him for eight years, I'm like, oh god, no, trade him. I'm not, I don't want him for eight years. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, if, if if he signs that that deal, then uh, either Petro or Pareko is going to be on the trade market. You just you're you can't be that d right-handed shot D heavy in this day and age. And especially when you have uh, so much, you know, tied up in Bowmeister for the next, what, 24 seasons. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the he's, he's the only, he's... Be so much tied up in our defense, you know, we're never going to be able to, to afford uh, any depth score. What we do. I, I don't think anyone's thought of this. Just go with four defensemen. Hmm. Then you can afford to pay. You don't. You don't have to waste. You don't have to put the lesser of the six defensemen, the the, the fifth and sixth guys out there. You just go. You just roll top four, and you're you're good to go. Petro's playing. Petro could play every other shift anyway, right? So you just go top four. You pay him each. You know, an average of five million a year, and uh, yeah, then then you're okay. Problem solved. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, Armstrong had said that if we were in a stronger playoff position and were a legit cup contender, then Shattenkirk would not have been traded. So, uh, the same philosophy they had with Bacchus last year, Armstrong was quoted as saying, we're not in the business of trading good players for prospects when your team has a chance to win the cup, which is is funny to hear him. It's just weird to hear your GM to say that when you when you're in a wild card spot, um, it's weird to hear your GM say that. Well, we this team does not have a chance to win the cup. And I wonder during that interview if he realized what he had said, and he then backtracked later on in the interview and I quote him. He quote I quote, "If we can get in, you always have a chance to win. You never know once you get in what can happen." So the ultimate 
180 by uh, Armstrong. First, no chance to win the cup. Oh, wait. I just said in an interview that we have no chance to win the cup. <laughs> and we're in the playoff. We're in the wild card spot right now. And, okay, well, we can always – there's always a chance. Yeah. I mean, he he's still, you know un- – Unfortunately, he's still the GM of this team, and it's still his responsibility to try to put butts in seats. But I, I don't know. I, I think that it's just the you know him being realistic. Um, you know that with you know Calgary made you know uh, a couple of minor moves, uh, nothing huge. Um, I think they got. Uh, uh, it stone on defense uh from phoenix a couple weeks ago and yeah. then they added uh curtis lazar um uh right at the deadline uh gave up the best name in hockey uh yurki yoki paka um <laughs> but it, yeah they they didn't make any uh any great moves and uh the one room the one move that uh was rumored to be tied to calgary was ryan miller and that oh that would have been perfect uh, <laughs> Brian Elliott would have Brian Elliott would have got into Brad Trellevig's office and just killed him. It's just uh, to be supplanted twice in a career by the same same guy, the same overhyped guy. It's interesting. Um, I was I was it's interesting to talk about other teams' trades that uh, the Blues being ahead of the Kings by one point with the game in hand. So Armstrong basically subtracts. Traded- Subtracts with an asset, uh, a, a huge asset with Shattenkirk, but the Kings are the other on the other side of the coin, where they made a couple moves where they brought in Bishop uh, to spell Quick if there's you know to, to make, just in case Quick goes down again or to to whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a rental, uh, on the, and they also acquire Ingitla, yeah, so they they jettisoned Dwight King to the Habs to open up a roster spot to sign Ginla and um. I know uh, the Puck Soup podcast covered this pretty well today. That uh, it, it's uh, the the pick. Uh, it, it's a, another conditional thing, and basically they they may have gotten a Ginla for free. So yeah, the Avalanche receive a uh, conditional 2018 fourth round draft pick uh, from the Kings, and the Avalanche retain 50 percent of the Ginla salary in the trade. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a sweetheart deal for LA. Which uh, also I didn't mention that, and they, they didn't. The, the Blues, when you read the Blues official uh, uh, release for the the trade, uh, the Shattenkirk trade, they they never mentioned the the thirty nine percent salary retention the Blues uh, made with yeah. the, on that trade, which sucks. But I'm, whatever, it's not gonna. I mean, that's 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 kind of I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's. I think the one detail of the trade that probably you know was sparked the biggest rancor uh, amongst Blues fans. It, it was the "Are you shitting me?" moment when that when the uh, uh, that part of it leaked uh, came out on Twitter. I just I, I know I was I was dumbfounded by it. Um, but uh, yeah, if you uh, if you're retaining 39 percent of a salary, then that second round pick needs to not be conditional. Right, and 
the fact of the matter is we basically got a second round pick for him to begin with. They're yeah. they're gonna finish top of the league and you know it's the it's gonna be the thirtieth pick. So uh I don't know. Well, it, it, it's just yeah. I don't know, it way way too little, way too late as far as I think many people are concerned. Uh, me me personally, um, you know, I, I think that uh, it should have happened last summer, but uh, well, and uh, and we talked about this last night when we were at the Bourbon County Stout uh, tapping at Nick's Pub, which was fun. Uh, but the um, yeah, Brent Burns. Who knew Brent Burns was a server? He's <laughs> an awful, at awful Nick's pub. An awful, awful server who continually tries to give people Bud Light when they ask for the stuff. He no uh, no fewer than three times came back to our table, and you know uh, said, uh, "Can I get you another Bud Light? I'm not drinking Bud Light." And later on, "Here's your Bud Light. I'm not drinking Bud Light." <laughs> and uh, and on the on the receipt, it was Bud Light. It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh uh, God! I'll was... gladly play. Pay, uh, pay Bud Light prices for Bourbon County, but it was it was he was a. I seemed like a nice enough, real nice guy. He just was not there last night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Something um, tells me uh, he was probably baked. But <laughs> but we talked about uh, how Shattenkirk Armstrong had uh, a couple of seemingly pretty good deals in place uh, to trade Shattenkirk prior to the deadline. Uh, when he actually did trade him, but Shattenkirk nixed those trades because he didn't want to do a sign and trade. Didn't want to go to those teams. Uh, one was uh, for uh, to Tampa for Jonathan Duran and other stuff, whatever. Uh, and the other one was to earlier, which everyone knows about, was to Edmonton for Taylor Hall uh, in the in the off season. So either of those deals, I mean, assuming there's no other picks going to the Edmonton or Tampa Bay or, or, or prospects or whatever. Um, if it's just straight up one for one, get, you know, more or less then I'm much happier with that. Obviously that those two trades than what we got uh, so, I mean, it just kind of sucks that if that's true with those two deals, then we kind of got screwed by Shattenkirk, not wanting to play for those teams. Yeah. And you know, I, I think there, it, it seems that there was, uh, you know, Armstrong's hands really were tied and he was at the mercy of Shattenkirk. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think waiting until after the draft last year, I, I, I don't know, you know, if what the, uh, what's, what's known at this point as far as the Taylor Hall deal, was it, was that prior? To the uh, the draft that he got traded to uh, New, New Jersey, Jersey. Uh, uh, it was it, it was wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, I, I think it was because it was that that crazy day when Subban was traded for Weber and Stamkos resigned long term, and yeah, I but it still just it, it didn't work out for Armstrong. Um, and, and I didn't hear that before what you mentioned it tonight that they offered him uh, an eight year extension here. It, it seems like, and, and uh, you know, I think, I think we need to uh, dedicate it 
a uh, a future episode uh, to nothing but Armstrong bashing. <laughs> but it, it certainly seems to me that uh, Armstrong has feels like he has one thing that he can offer uh, to uh, uh, try to interest people in in a, a deal, uh, and that's term. He, he gives out term like it's candy yeah. and he does it to the wrong players. You know, the, the one guy I would say that, I, you know, I think the, the term seemed right at the time when he gave him the contract extension and, and to be fair, there, the three, three contracts that I, I think are the biggest heartburn in, um, you know, to blues fans are, uh, Latera, Bomeister and Steen. Uh, the Berglund re-signing, you know, he that I think it's different because he, you know, he was a pending UFA, and you know, for for that kind of money, yeah, I'll, you know, I think I could put up with Berglund, but it's still frustrating to everybody. But the the three that I think to you need to focus on are Steen and Laterra and Jay Bomeister, and the you know. I could defend the Steen signing at the time because he, you know, he really, you know, he was on fire and he was a leader uh, when they gave him that uh, the contract extension. And um, it was it was a game, uh, the game, you know, when it was announced right beforehand, uh, the Canadians were in town. So I was at the game and uh, he put up four points and had just a brilliant game. And, you know, that was, that was, you know, three years and four concussions ago and Steen is just a shell of himself at this point. So, you know, the, the, you wouldn't expect a guy Steen's what 32, 33 at this point, you wouldn't expect a guy at that point in his career to, you know, have completely fallen off. <clears throat> but for Bowmeister and Laterra to give them the contracts that they got, the extensions that they got at the time that they got them, the, the timing just did, didn't seem right. You know, Latera was, there was no need to, you know, to even make a contract extension when they did it. Because it, it, was, it was announced the end of November after he had a, you know, a pretty good start with Tarasenko. And it, he was still an unknown commodity. And, and he extended him out and gave him some just ridiculous money. And it, we, we said... And it's not, it's not even hindsight being 2020 with us here. It's, I mean, people will say, oh, hindsight. I mean, no, at the time, yeah. at the time it was done, I was pissed. Yeah, there's there's just no reason to give that contract at that point, uh, at, at least n- none that makes a lot of sense, you know, to to a GM who has to manage a team in, in the cap era. And... I don't know. I, I, I think that at the end of the day, um, the, the biggest mistake that Armstrong probably made, and it's a, you know, it's a mistake that any human does is they make an assumption about the future that turns out incorrect. And his assumption was that the cap's not going to be flat over the next five years, which it's turned out to be, but that's the danger of giving those contracts, giving that term to players who are, you know, going to provide diminishing returns. 
you don't expect it with Laterra, but with Bo Meester, uh, you know, he, he'd been around the league for quite a long time at the point he got the contract. And like I said before, he's only going to be around here another 24 years before we're done with that contract. Um, but I, it just, I, I'm, I'm really hoping at this point that we are nearing the end of the Doug Armstrong era. So here, here's the deal though. Every, almost every team has uh, a bad contract or two on the roster. Everybody's got it. But the, 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 the thing with like um, Tampa Bay, for example, they unloaded a couple of contracts that at the deadline that, and then now they can uh, allow them to resign Duran, for example. So it's just, right. it, it just kind of sucks that, that other teams in Chicago has done the same thing. They've, they've had bad contracts and they've unloaded them. Uh, yeah, and it's Ryan just Bethel. sucks that, right. And, and uh, Lad, I think had a bad contract and they get rid of that. Um, yeah. And then but, brought them back. Right. Right. And it was, which was a bad move, but it, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, but, um, it just kind of, it just sucks that, that it seems like every time the blues get a bad contract, they're stuck with it. They can't unload it. And I think what the, the contract that Tampa Bay got rid of, they just, they unloaded him for a seventh round pick. Who was it? Yeah. Valtteri Felpula. Yeah. 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 A seventh round pick. And I'm like, I, I would love a seventh round pick for Laterra. <laughs> I really yeah. would. Yeah, but isn't I think Philpula is uh, what he only had one year left on his contract, so. and he's and he's more productive than Latera yeah. too. So. Well, he he had gone uh, quite a while. I think I think they said eighteen games without a goal, and uh, he did score tonight for Philly in his debut. Okay. <laughs> uh, in return, uh, the Blues got uh, Zach Sanford, which I mentioned. Uh, he made his NHL debut early this season. Uh, he was expected to return to Boston College, uh, but uh, played so well at Washington's training camp that uh, the Capitals offered him a spot on their NHL roster for opening night. He was eventually resigned, reassigned to their AHL affiliate. My phone's blowing up here. Uh, the Hershey Bears, before being recalled again due uh, to an injury, uh, to uh, to Andre uh, Barkovsky, he recorded his first initial goal on February 11th, which eventually was a game winner. The uh, 22-year-old Salem, Massachusetts native scored 39 points in 41 games with Boston College last season, uh, where he led the team in assists and ranked third in points and fifth in goals as a sophomore. So, uh, you know, Sanford, the, 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 that info was all released, released by the Blues, which is funny because they mentioned his Boston College stats. And uh, which are which are nice, but they don't mention a damn thing about his stats this year in the NHL, which is what the most recent stats he's played uh, uh, in forty one. Uh, no, he played in uh, uh, twenty six games with the Capitals. Okay, and the reason why they didn't say anything about it is because he has two goals and one assist in twenty six games, and he had one assist in his first twenty games in the league. So uh, not exactly all that impressive. It's just kind of funny that the. Uh, the uh, mm, propaganda the press, Nazis. Yeah, the, <laughs> the press releases all spin. Doctored, yeah, it's Fox News uh, has, has doctored <laughs> up the uh, the Blues press release. Uh, yeah. Mentioned nothing of the most recent 26 games, which is the most pertinent, if you ask me. What what have you done for me lately? Uh, in the NHL, yeah. in the league he's actually playing in, that he's going to be in our on our team in the same league. No stats for anyway. It's easy to look up. But uh, one go- he has uh, two goals, one assist, 26 games. He's a plus-minus rating of zero. 
Um, and uh, yeah. like I said, well, one assist in his first 20 games, then scored a goal in back-to-back games before going goalless in his next four, and then he was traded. Average about yeah. 10 minutes of ice time in Washington. He's pretty good at face-offs, 55.5%, and he has uh, six penalties a minute, so he's not overly physical or nasty. Yeah, and one thing I heard pointed out about him today was that he probably wasn't even a top five prospect in the Caps organization, and the Blues were, uh, you know, pointed out in the, uh, you know, I think Armstrong pointed out that this was a player that was identified as, you know, the player that we wanted. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, and he would, you know, unless it's another Pareko diamond in the rough kind of thing. And I don't think that's going to happen with a guy who played at Boston College and, you know, has half a year under his belt. Um, uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it, it's just the Blues got what they what they could out of this right. deal. The, and and for, for, for this deal to for this deal to actually uh, not be a bad deal, uh, this uh, this guy has to work out. This guy has yeah. to. Sanford has to be a good player. I think for this trade to work out, Sanford's got to be a second line guy, uh, at worst. And I, I don't know if he's going to be that guy. Um, he's very young still. Time will tell. But uh, they say that the last handful of games he played in Washington, he really since his since his recall, uh, he's played much better. So we'll we'll see how he fits in and how he does. But um, he's a he's a Good face-off guy. He's played center, um, but I mean, he's not. He's got three go- three points in twenty-six games on a team that's very good offensively. So he's playing with some pretty good players, and uh, wasn't doing a whole lot. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I don't know. They <laughs> they had a Strickland interview him last night, um, and uh, yeah, he he looks for for a guy who they were touting as big in stature, man, he looked like he could probably use about another 20, 30 pounds on him uh, before, <laughs> before I would say he's a, uh, he's a big guy. Well, so, isn't he, I mean, he, he skipped his junior year in college, right. To, to come out. Yeah. So, I mean, so he's, he's still pretty he's young. Still very, yeah. He's yeah. still, I think 22. Yeah. 22. Yeah. Yep. So, but I, I don't know. It, it's, I just I hate the fact that you know it, it seems like this is a guy who's probably going to need to spend a couple of years in you know in the AHL uh, filling out maybe maybe not if if uh, you know if he was starting to show good things but it seems more like a project to me and uh, it's just frustrating to uh, to think that we we may be falling into a uh, you know into a, a you know, uh, either a retooling or a rebuilding phase. There after was being so close last year. There was a there was a douchebag on on Facebook. I didn't I didn't include his. I don't think I, maybe I did include some of his tweets in the Blues social media fails we're gonna do later. But uh, he he was all about that first round pick the Blues got. So oh we got a first round pick. It's fantastic. Love the first round pick. I'm like, dude. I mean the pick is almost a second round pick in a terrible draft year. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, it's not like that. It's not like that. The team that we, we traded Shattenkirk to is going to have like a top ten first round pick. This is going to be, you know, near the bottom. Uh, right. So it's just going to, and it's. It, I mean, if they win the cup, it's the very last pick in the first round. So it's just, it's not going to. 
it, it, the first round pick is not a as as exciting as what you would think on paper. So, and he was all about that, and all about oh, getting what we can for Shattenkirk. I, I, I'm all I'm all for. I was all for getting rid of Shattenkirk because we had to get something. But uh, like a lot of Blues fans, most Blues fans, uh, I was very disappointed in what we got because it was just not enough to me. And yeah. this this uh, uh, you know they, they compared him to uh, they compared to Tage Thompson, who as uh, yeah. the guy we drafted he in the first our, round. Yeah, yeah, number one pick last year. That's it. At UConn. And so apparently, you know, Armstrong is very excited about you know in a few years from now having. Uh, uh, Sanford and uh, Thompson uh, playing up the middle. Two six four, six five guys. Uh, big big centerman. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah. I mean, they got to play well to to be on the team. But uh, you know, three points in twenty six games they're going to cut it. So he's going to have to get a little better. Well, here's my final thought on on that particular uh, topic. Um, so maybe wherever Armstrong is in a couple of years, he can trade for them. And get them off our hands. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jeff Ponder has joined the show. Oh, hey. no, no, I've I've been here the whole time. I've just been listening to you guys. You're you're, you're picking your spots. <laughs> yeah, right. This is my spot. I wanted to take. I just want to say hello, and uh, I'll hang up now. And you guys, uh, I'll listen. Okay, it was good. To, good to hear from you. <laughs> uh, uh, we we were just talking about the uh, uh, the Blues acquisition. Uh, Zach Sanford, and how they were comparing him to uh, uh, Tage Thompson. First of all, um, when I first saw Sanford, my first thought, and I know a lot of stupid people had the same thought I did, hopefully it's in relation to Curtis Sanford somehow. (laughs) They they never played, did they? They never played the Sanford and Son theme song over the the PA when Curtis Sanford was in net. So Um, I'm saying, did they? Yeah. I, I thought they, oh, did. they did. I thought they did. Yeah, okay. Well, and now if when Sanford scores, it's got to be Sanford and Son theme song. Has to be. You really think so? Has to be. Do you think anyone in the audience is going to get that? Besides, oh, yeah. like you, me, and like some of the older season ticket holders. If okay, if anyone doesn't get it, it's a catchy song. Who cares? That's, That's a good point. You got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that Hitchcock already has something worked out for, uh, from a moon perspective. For, uh, your your mic is your mic is up. Ah. There you go. There you go. Wait, okay, did so you have it under I, your armpit while you were talking? <laughs> no, I had my finger <laughs> over the mic. Ah, I'm still learning to do this show from my phone. But I was going to say, uh, I think that Hitch's hat uh, probably already has a meme ready to go, uh, Samford and Son kind of thing. So. It, I'm assuming that we're going to see him in the lineup tomorrow night or sometime soon. Yeah, I think uh, more as part as much of a marketing move as it is a hockey move. I think that they're going to say, "Hey, look, we we did get somebody for him, and it just turns out this kid does have some skill. So we should see how he does in his first game." Yeah, roll him out there in a 22 jersey. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> did you guys talk about Josh Hosang tonight? Uh, did not. I I didn't see the news on him, but I I saw a meme that uh, he was back in the news. So yeah, he uh, he's wearing number sixty six tonight. Mm. What do you guys think? Uh, no. 
Wow. Well, Kurt? He... <laughs> no. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to ask you what you thought of the uh the uh the deal, uh, the the Shattenkirk trade while we're still on it. Wait, 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 wait. They traded Shattenkirk? Uh no, no. Oh. The, the Blues re-signed him for oh. 8 years. 8 years. Oh. Uh, Nine million per. Oh, yeah, I was, was going to have to yeah. leave the show if Shattenkirk got traded. <laughs> <laughs> um, click. I was. I've been on record as saying that he wasn't going to get traded. I've said that many, many times, and um, he did. Off. So, my first reaction to when it was. I mean, I don't know if you guys talked about the crazy long wait period to find out what we got because it tweeted out Shattenkirk being traded to the Capitals, and then there was like 20 minutes before you found out what it was. We're getting Oshie back. Yeah, and like there was a Burakoski rumor going around and, and like a couple draft picks, and yeah. So I was just happy at first. I'm like, hey, he did it. He got something for him. He didn't just let him walk like all the other free agents that Blues fans have watched walk over the last 30 years. Um, but it does still make me say, just like everybody, could he have gotten more if he would have traded him a year ago, if he would have traded him at the draft? So it's, I like, I like the return to an extent. The thing that stinks is the first is basically a second round pick. Yeah. Do, do you, but do you, I mean, do you, Shattenkirk did Knicks. We talked about this to a couple of the deals that, right, that would have right. brought back a nice return. So I mean that that and we and Bill mentioned that you know that Armstrong's it was handcuffed a little bit when the trades. No, he was, and that's my point is is I think it's Armstrong's fault for waiting so long to trade him. But at the same time, the Blues were at a great playoff run last year. They had some momentum coming into this year. It's hard to make the decision to trade a top defenseman like that, and then it's a, and then I hate to say fault, but it's Shattenkirk's fault for nixing all these trades that the blues could have had. So it's, it's yeah. not all Armstrong. It's not all Shattenkirk. I don't think anyone should be mad at Shattenkirk first of all, but well, uh, well, I mean, you could blame Armstrong for giving Shattenkirk that power in the first place. Yes. That's that. Then yeah, that's what I'm saying is I think that had you traded him before, he doesn't have that power because then teams have the chance to acquire him for a full season. Or if he would have even done it last year, a playoff run last year as well. But well, didn't Shattenkirk have a no trade, partial no trade in his contract? I, I don't know. I, well, I, didn't, I, I didn't think he did because he. I mean, they could have. Well, it could, I mean, like, well, yeah, because no no team's gonna gonna give up a lot for him when they can't they can't guarantee he's gonna play with him. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't season. have a no trade because that was the whole thing. Was okay. for a guy who didn't have a no trade clause, he sure had a lot of power. A lot of power. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it, it was. You know, it's. It, the, the fact was that the the Blues circumstance, they weren't going to trade him at the deadline last year because it, we were positioned to to make the deep run that we made. And then right. once you got to the offseason, you know, well, unless, unless you could find a deal basically with the Rangers, it wasn't going to work out. And, if, but, and, they, and Armstrong said that if, if the Blues were in the same, a similar position to last year, Shattenkirk would not have been traded. So they would have done yeah. the same thing with Bacchus. They did last. They, they they would have kept him and lost him and got nothing. Now, granted, if we were now okay, I'll say this: if the Blues were challenging, you know, uh, neck and neck with a uh, uh, Minnesota for the tops in the division, and uh, uh, 
challenging for tops in the conference, a cup contender, would you have won a shot and her traded? Bill. Mm. No. If I thought that this team was legitimate to, to go deep in the playoffs, no, he's, he has been such a huge part of the success of the, uh, the team of the power play. No, I, I'd say, you know, give them up for nothing. Go yeah. for a deep run. But I agree. That's, that's the reality that, you know, and I think, wasn't I, I think that, that, that why we were saying before that he needs to make that, like even when we had our summer show, we talked about how he has to trade Shattenkirk to rectify everything. He has to trade Shattenkirk. That's because we knew going into this year that this wasn't a Stanley Cup team. I mean, you guys picked them to be wild cards. I picked them to be out of the playoffs. I mean, we didn't think this team was going to do anything. So, yeah, uh, if they if if they would have come in with the same momentum for uh, the fans as they had at the end of last season, I think we would have we would have not even mentioned trading Shattenkirk last summer. And I think I think if the return, if we were up in the standings like we were last season, and we did trade Shattenkirk and got the return that we did for him uh, when we traded him on Monday. Oh, that would have been a problem because lots, lots of hypotheticals with you. Well, I'm just saying that, that <laughs> if we if, this, if the, the return would have been the same and we were up in the standings, that would have made any sense because we're if you if you're up in the standings, you're trying to strengthen your team for the playoff run. You're not trying to build for the future. So well, and that that answers your own question when you said if if they had chance this year, would you have? And obviously, well, your answer is the same that well, you no. would feel the same way. It depends. No, not for what we got, but if we could have managed to uh, trade for somebody to help the roster, like if we needed help, uh, you know, wherever, like if we were struggling in our own zone. I hear there's this sprite young defenseman who wears number 44 in Arizona that's looking <laughs> to uh, to join the Blues. I, I've always <laughs> said I don't. I always said I will trade anybody if it makes the team better, and. <laughs> So and I think if, if you trade Shattenkirk and if you can make the team better for the playoff run, then then you do it. But if you if you're trading him, you're not you're just uh, you're uh, it's a wash. Or if you're just trying to offload a contract for the future, no, you hold on to him. Right, and you know it. When it got to the trade deadline this year, Armstrong's pants were you know around his ankles, and he was. <laughs> bent over a barrel i mean he, he everybody knew he had to get unloaded and they could you know they could lowball him um to mix bad metaphors there's so uh, many bad metaphors <laughs> that was horrible but amazing oh <laughs> uh, uh, if if we wow. uh if we redo the intro to the show you've got to fit at least two of those in there that was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I actually feel bad for Sanford because there's going to be a lot. Uh, Blues fans are going to expect a lot from him. And if he doesn't, and, and Armstrong too, because if he doesn't do anything in his, when, he, when he plays, I mean, he's going to play tomorrow, is he not? Is it, have they said that? He's going to, I think he's going to play. And yeah, I, yeah I, I would expect that he gets something in the next yeah. couple games. And I, I, if he doesn't do anything for a half dozen games or whatever, and you know, that's just, I mean, Armstrong's going to be raked over the coals and there's a lot of, a lot of impatient blues fans. They're going to want something from him right away. And that's not fair to him, uh, to Sanford. 
So did you, did you guys hear his assessment of himself? No. He said, uh, and I quote, I'm a big guy, obviously. I play with some size and protect the puck well down low. Have some skill. Some skill. I think I'm a pretty good two-way player. I can put the puck in the net and play some defense. Also, And, uh, and also, he has never tried toaster ravioli. Oh, yeah. that's an issue. <laughs> so, side note, I had tickets to the game on Tuesday. The Blues have some pretty darn good toaster ravioli. Oh, Except yeah? All-inclusive seats. They're pretty good. Yeah. Mm. They got some good Italian sausage, too. Insert joke here. <laughs> Speaking of toaster ravioli, uh, give a quick plug to uh, uh, one of the more interesting gimmicks I've seen in pizza in St. Louis. Um, so I, I finally made my way down to the uh, library yesterday to catch the uh, the Blues exhibit before it closes. Uh, you went to the library? What a nerd. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, right down the street, there's a, a new place called Slice Pint on Washington. Um, great beer menu. And uh, you know their, their pizzas, pizza menu is pretty uh, status quo for uh, as pizza go. It's not St. Louis style per se. Uh, but they they put an interesting twist, or at least make it available for any pizza that they have, where you can get a toasted ravioli crust for huh. your pizza. And what? Uh, that's that sounds good. Yeah, it uh, it was interesting, and uh, <laughs> which you know, means it, it's not good. <laughs> it's I I think I I ultimately think that the secret to good toasted ravioli is in the deep frying aspect. And uh, they, they, you know, they're not going to deep fry the dough, so it doesn't come off perfect. But I, I'd say it's at least worth a try. This has been cooking with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's cheap plug for not a sponsor. You know who? Uh, <laughs> I I had never been uh, to because I we told you Jeff that Bill and I went to Nick's Pub last night, and I had never been there, and their beer selection is fantastic. They have a ton of stuff on tap, but good stuff on tap. I was very, very surprised and shocked. I, it was a small little place, and uh, they had I must have had thirty beers on tap. It was crazy, and it was they had a lot of good <laughs> but, stuff. But apparently, their uh, their wait staff only knows Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he. Yeah, we, I talked about it earlier in the show. He he kept trying to give us Bud Light, and because yeah. uh, you're in St. Louis, it was very strange. And not not he wasn't like pushing it. He le- legitimately thought we were ordering Bud Light, and we we hadn't. As would you like another Bud Light? No, I didn't order Bud Light. And then you come back <laughs> later. Here's your Bud Light. No, I didn't order Bud Light. Stop it. Uh, I'm an old style man. <laughs> I, had, I, I had stag last night. I, uh, my wife watches that show Shameless, and they're always drinking old style because they're uh, in like Southern Chicago, I think. And it's just every time I see it, I'm like, oh god, that's the worst drunk I've ever been. Have you uh, you had stag there, uh, Ponder? Oh yeah. Oh come on. Well, we went to college. You guys went to college, right? I, I'm just saying they, they had dollar stags last night at, at Nick's, and I was so I had, I was waiting. We were waiting for the Bourbon County to be tapped at six, and I was there at five. So I had two stags before before the Bourbon County. We uh we got uh, the the beer from Walgreens once, and we played beer pong with it. It was like oh. seventy cents a beer. It was crazy. And yeah, we played beer pong with it, and we all thought we were going to throw up the whole time. It was awful. Let's talk about something much more pleasant. Yes, <laughs> like uh, the the uh, the other gentleman we received in the trade, uh, Brad Malone, 
Uh, played 176 games in the NHL for Colorado and Carolina. He's 13 goals, 17 assists, and is a minus 29 with 188 penalties a minutes. He's uh, he's actually fantastic in the faceoff circle. With a, he's, he's 64% in the hmm. faceoff circle. And last year, in 57 games with the Hurricanes, he won uh, 40. Fa- it's not like he took like eight faceoffs. He took uh, he he uh, won 40 and lost 22. So he uh, he's going to the Wolves, and he played in 52 games for the Hershey Bears this season. Uh, 20 points, seven goals, 13 assists, and 66 penalties minute uh, penalty minutes. Uh, like Copley, he could become an a UFA after the season. So that was our return, uh, player wise, in the trades. Trades uh, first. So first of all, first something funny, then something serious. Um, I think that's how I analyze everything. Correct. Um, sure. So seems, seems accurate least attempted funny um so when i first saw the trade i thought my first thought was uh ryan malone and i thought (laughs) no and then i saw that he took face-offs and i was like oh okay that's ryan malone not brad malone okay yeah it oh it it scared me because he was the one that got in trouble with what steroids right yeah plus he's like 90 yeah Yeah. So, uh, but no, no. And then I looked up uh, this kid, and I don't know, fringe NHLer. Yeah. You know, I he's mean, maybe, maybe he's the next Brodziak. We'll see. But he's a, you know, the faceoff uh, stuff is nice. I mean, we've, I mean, we've already got a pretty good faceoff team. So it's we're kind of we're kind of low stacking the deck with faceoff guys. Right hey, that's good. I mean, I think after losing Bacchus and Saboka, uh, and then, then after they lose Stastny, you're gonna need somebody to take faceoffs. Well, Sanford's at fifty-five percent, so he's uh, he's yeah, he's good, good too. Yeah, almost as good as my percentage. Uh, what's yours? What's yours? Uh, I don't two <laughs> two percent. <laughs> yep. Hey man, I only lose ninety-eight percent of the time. That's not too bad. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I understand percentages. If that's uh, that's good. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Ah. <laughs> uh... Uh, so okay, okay. How about how about we talk about uh, the actual trading of Copley? Were you guys as shocked by that as me? That he went back to Washington. That they, they just traded him. I I, I know no. that I know the reasoning, and like after I thought about that, okay, it actually kind of makes sense. But when you first saw it, you thought, wait a minute, didn't they just get that guy from Washington? Yeah. Well, he. I mean, he's a UFA. Yeah. So they're losing Malone, right? Yeah. Right. But and that, wasn't that his reasoning saying that we could we got to get something for the guy who's going to become a UFA? Yeah, but maybe well, they want to be getting would, a UFA. <laughs> I would assume that they would they have a, a place for Malone to play. That makes uh, Huso is gonna is gonna be the next guy in line, right? Yeah, to, I think that's why they make that trade. Yeah, personally. yeah, and that's you know that at first I was definitely pissed off about the uh, a couple go back the other way, but. You know, when I thought about it, the only logical explanation is that, you know, they're they're comfortable with Bennington finishing out this season. Um, but who shows the next guy? And uh, the faster he can get here, the better. I think we're starting to see the the shaping of the Blues depth chart um, with that pretty much to me cements Bennington as an AHL starter. And uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's what they think his high point is. So they're getting a guy to step in, be a spot starter slash AB guy, and then uh, groom him to come up to the NHL in the next couple of years. So I I like the trade just because I think it frees up 
that spot a little better for Huso. But uh, we'll see what happens with this Malone guy. Yeah, not you know, Ryan. To me, yeah, to me, the two bodies coming back felt more like you know the Wolves and you know wherever our AHL team's going to be next year need bodies uh, because we're keeping Barbashev and PRV the the super umlaut uh, up here <laughs> for the rest of the season. So, well, speaking of PRV, I I have done a complete one eighty on him. Uh, I I couldn't stand the guy. For, You're yeah, buying his jersey now. I not going that far. <laughs> I don't I don't buy I don't buy jerseys willy nilly. But uh, the, I, are there are there extra charges for multiple umlauts? I I don't I couldn't tell you. I can call the the print shop and ask you. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna guess no. It kind of makes it a bargain then compared to other players. I, I'm gonna say it's part of the deal. It's part of the part of the, it's, it's it's not it's not an extra letter because they charge you per letter, right? So it's 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 part of the letter. But I I was gonna say that the that Paravi I he has looked good. I mean you know I was for a third line guy he's looked good, and uh, I don't I it's I. I, I have nothing bad to say about his play uh, since uh, the recall. Hey, he's been you good. know, um, Kurt, you really turned me around on this. I am going to buy his jersey. Thank you. Well, you do, no, you, I, do you, you do look like him. I am told I'm much more attractive. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure he's attractive to the ladies. Just this doesn't happen by accident. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, it's on purpose. You were you you molded your look. You've sculpted no, that. No. You sculpted it, and you, it's on purpose. It's like yeah, you're like right. you're and 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 might I say that you're peaking right now. You, this is oh. your your. Oh. So anything you want to do with that look, you should do it real soon. All right. Well, <laughs> that's uh, you know, this comes I'm, off. I'm, I'm talking like I'm, I'm talking like I'm talking like three or four hours. So well, I'm so, talking about my ring for you people oh, listening, so you don't think I'm talking about something way more disgusting. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. So, uh, no, I, I, uh, pay our fee back to that. Um, I agree. He's looked great. He's looked like a guy who can work his way to the net with the puck, which never saw that in his time here with the blues. Um, he's just, he's looks, a, he doesn't, he still doesn't look that quick, but he looks quicker, more alert on in the offensive zone and reads the play way better. So I, he's just on a hot streak. Probably. That's probably it. That's what happens. But hey, we're enjoying it. It looks great. Yeah, I, 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 I am. I'm just. I. It's. It's. <laughs> I notice it, and it, and he's not. It's not like he's he's tearing the, the the game up, but he's just so much better than he was. And I guess that's that's a that's a reflection on how he's, bad he was before. He's not but, taking control of the game like a Kurt Price would. No. Well, a few can. Let's, <laughs> let's be true. fair. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You are wearing uh, a college hockey hat. A college hockey hat. I, I did play college hockey, so I can wear it. That's there um, you go. I played hockey in college. That counts, right? You play. You played hockey while you were in college. While I was in college, I was in <laughs> college, but I was playing hockey. Does that count? And, uh, you know, I it's bend the rules. There's no rule book for this stuff. They're bent. So, did you did you play against other colleges? I did, and they always well, killed us. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> Yeah, the so, summer leagues. We always played against other colleges, and yeah, they okay. would destroy we, us. We we actually beat we beat U of I and Purdue. So that was uh, that was that was uh, my my claim to my claim to my hockey career of fame 
my hockey career is uh, two goals against Purdue during the during the game, and then I scored in the shootout. And we beat them for the first time in school history. So there Ooh. you go. So that yeah. takes over your amazingness with the SRH tournaments. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've been uh, in the playoffs for t- two of those tournaments. Our team in the playoffs twice, and our team had two playoff uh, shootouts, and I wasn't a shooter in either one. So. <laughs> This has been Crappy College Hockey with Jeff Ponder and Kurt Price. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> a new segment and, of the show. And we, and we yeah. lost both shootouts. So what does that tell you? If, if, you're in a, if, if I'm in the next tournament and our team goes to a shootout, put me in. I'll score. I'm going to remember that. We, oh, you're not playing in an upcoming tournament. I'm not. The all-nighter? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Started at 10, ended at like 6. That's pretty awesome. I, I do it. I that just, guy listens to the show. Does he? Mr. Jason Miller, he does. Say I hi do to Jason. Hey, Jason. I, I would, I would, I would play in it, but I, I got stuff going on. I can't do it. You know, I, I know people are loving this conversation. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Because we're guy. getting everyone a little too All excited. Right. It's ten twenty. Wait, tune in next week when Bill talks about the three games he backed up SIUE in <laughs> late nineties. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Jason right. says hi. By the way, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that on the uh, I'll put that on the show notes for next week. All right, what do we got next? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I know you guys already talked about it in length, but overall, one to ten, what grade do you give that trade? The Shattenkirk and Copley trades. I, I, uh, as, as, a, as a whole, just as a whole, as a whole, a three, five. five. I was thinking four. It's perfect. So I'm the optimist, and I'm at a five. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's not good. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself one more point and say a five, just because he did it. He actually got something because that's the one positive I take away. Yeah, well, I'll go to it, five. You know what? Uh, it may be the equivalent of doing nothing though. If Sanford doesn't work out and the first round pick never plays for us. Uh, up at, you know, in the NHL. That's in the future. Talk to future I, Jeff. I know, I know, but yeah, <laughs> I just I, I, this this trade is is can very easily become the equivalent of doing nothing. Okay, you're right. I I think, but plus you lose out on any possible playoff revenue. So so, so I'm going to change my five to a one. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we have flip flopped. I'm gonna go the opposite direction. <laughs> Because now I'm just more pissed because I realize this could easily be nothing. But <laughs> but the trade, I mean, if if Sanford has a second line guy, kind of turns into a fifty point guy, and then hey, and then maybe it's the, the trade's worth it. You know what? I'm gonna change my one to a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put all of that in the opening sequence? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be two minutes long. It's already it's already too long. <clears throat> The okay. said. moving on. That's that's what she's never said. That uh, wait, who are we talking about? Uh, moving on, Blue, the Blues lost their. We'll we'll talk about the Chicago game uh, briefly and the the Oilers game. Uh, Blues lose their third in a row to in a four to two loss in Chicago. Uh, they came off the five day break, uh, which no one likes, uh, especially when you play in Chicago. Yeah, no kidding. You know what? Yeah. If, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna have the five day break, let us play Carolina or <laughs> or Colorado. 
or somebody that's Colorado like, would be everyone should play Colorado <laughs> yes. first game after the break. <laughs> exactly. And Colorado's first game should be a scrimmage against themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 count in the standings and they'll still manage to lose it somehow. <laughs> How the how is there zero points out of this game? Yeah, they tied. There's a 14 round shootout, and they just they, they they ran out of players. They ran out of players, and they just blew it dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, game's over. You guys suck so bad. Just uh, went to the Hawks went up 2-0 on goals by Taze and Kane, which I had mentioned to. I was on the Toast Dispatch podcast uh, last week, and there was a Chicago guy on. And I said, yeah, Taze is due to cool off, you know, and he can start cooling off against the Blues. That didn't happen. Um, so Taze scores first, and then Kane. The Blues did rally and uh, uh, improve their play as the game went on and tied the game up. Goals by Payarvi and Petrangelo, who, it was, speaking of which, Petrangelo, it'd be nice if Armstrong could pronounce his name correctly. I don't know. <laughs> Petro Angelo, um, which is just wrong, but it's yeah, that's not even like close, like no. Peter Angelo. Well, at least right. Pe- uh, Petrangelo's mm-hmm. uncle pronounced his name Peter Angelo. Peter Angelo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least there's that. If you make a mistake that way, it's like, well, oh, family name, you think that you know somebody's wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's it's at least right. that is just like okay, I can understand that one, right. There's no O in Petrangelo. Well, Petro Angelo. There's no Petro two Angelo. O's. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know the game wasn't decided until late in the third period when Nisimov beats Allen glove side, uh, and uh, they added an empty net goal with three seconds to go. So uh, I I I liked I I like like I said before in this in the in the in the show I I've liked the way the Blues have played the past four games they've lost. They just aren't getting the goals that they need to score. They're not, not putting the puck in the net. How many times did we hear that in like 06? I know, but I, I, I mean, it's true and it's true. Yeah. Sometimes the team plays really well and they just can't catch a break. That's why, that's why great, fantastic all-time great teams don't go 82 and all or whatever. They, yeah. they'll, Except they, for they the lo- Philadelphia flyers in that commercial. Right. <laughs> but they, but they, they, you play, you play really well and you, you lose. It happens from the time, but the blues have played very well. They just, they don't, it's like, it's like they were back to that, that start of the season, kind of the, the lack of offense last season too, where it was just, they were playing well, not scoring goals. And, uh, Federico after the, uh, Oilers game, did you hear uh, the post game? He was for whatever reason, we're having trouble scoring goals for whatever reason. He's at like three times for whatever reason, like for whatever reason, uh, Fabry's hurt. Here's a reason. Fabry's hurt. We just traded away Shattenkirk. Uh, lost the Oilers. I mean, there's two big what about, reasons right there. I mean, well, what about just the fact that an analyst says, for whatever reason? <laughs> it's like, you don't get to say that. You're an yeah. analyst. You're explaining why we say that. That is some deep, deep insight, my friend. For whatever reason, the Blues are double scoring goals. Oh, really? Oh. Did you? Yeah. So yeah, Steen's not producing. That's so that's that's a reason. You know, and then I mean, yes, all that, yes. But what about like against Chicago? There, I think it was a second period. That stupid save that Darling made on Stastny on the one timer. Yep. yep. What, what is made, that? What? Who he, are you, Scott Darling? He <laughs> robbed Stastny three times in that game. I mean, Stastny yep. easily could have had a hat trick. 
and just ah, it was there wasn't yeah. a lot of puck luck for the Blues uh, around the Chicago net. No, we could we could have won that game four to one. We really could have, and that uh, and and it would have been okay. Well, we played well, beat Chicago. Uh, that been fantastic, but we lost four to two, and it was well three to two really. And did not go what three seconds it's, to go. It's three and a half to two. That's what I call it. Yeah, I ugh. Yeah, do you, you guys know what Ally Afraidy said once about about uh, empty net goals, right? I don't. I'm not going to say it on the show. Actually, look it up. <laughs> it's it's just just look it up. Whatever you get time. Ally Afraidy, what he said about a shootout or about a empty net goal. You guys are actually looking it up right now, huh? I am, and it, and it comes up as one of the suggested uh, things. Uh, another another media myth. Ooh, is this a myth thing or is this true? Oh no, is it a myth? I don't know. It's on, on hockeyfights.com forums. Let's see. This is good uh, radio. Uh, it says, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, This is really it's good big, radio. It's a, it's a big paragraph. I don't want to read it all on the air. Bill, kill time. Uh, um, so, okay. Uh, so, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it then. So, there's a, okay. I don't know. I think it's true. I've always heard it's oh. true. That here it is. He okay. Go ahead. Uh, it is uh, okay. He was asked why in the closing moments of the game he had fired the puck around the boards rather than into an empty net. Is this where you're going with this? Yes. Yes. His re- his reply. <laughs> yeah. Empty net goals here. are for. Empty. It's an F word, yeah. but not the one you think. It's yeah, derogatory towards uh, yeah, yeah, same sex relationships. Yes. Yeah, he said that, and I'm yeah. pretty sure he didn't get fined or anything. <laughs> and the goals are for <laughs> yeah, efforts. Yep. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. So that's why I don't count it to goals because of Ally Frady. <laughs> and I guess that's that's true. It's that's true, isn't it? Uh, a goal is a goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No one said no. And on Reddit, no one called out as being a uh, an or a legend. I'm, so I was to say I've always heard that. Um for years because that was i think it was his boston days when he had the beautiful hair the kevin shattenkirk hair <laughs> he was actually he had that was classified as a skullet yes it was he had missing link hair is what he had yeah. he had that like spot didn't he <laughs> he yeah. had the spot like right in the top yeah. back of his head yep yep yeah the the you know business at the very front <laughs> the party in the rear party, party in the rear. between Party in the rear sounds worse than party in the back. <laughs> uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just that's what and you this said. Has been, and... This has been party in the rear with Kurt Price. <laughs> Be a good album for, <laughs> for our, our first album that we put out. Party in the rear. Let's go blues radio. Party in the rear. Uh, I've already got um, our design art picked out. Okay. Yeah, we got this. Free parking in the rear. <laughs> You know, you know, I my, when I was when I uh, uh, was married in 2009, I got uh, our and this is this reminds me of this story. It has I, nothing to I do with how I got married in 2000. <laughs> Two, I did. I'm sorry, 2000. One, uh, 2000 and uh, yeah, 2000. You're right. <laughs> Dude, 2001. 2001. And uh, so anyway, it, it's, it's relevant. You can't remember when you got married. I'm divorced now, so I, I, I well, forget. I, 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 he has no obligation for it. I, I have no. I've like, I've like, I've like 
kill that part of my brain. Is this why I, you're divorced? Probably, probably. <laughs> but the we were married. Uh, we were uh, Y98's wedding, uh, the mega wedding couple. We were the winners of that, and oh. and uh, yeah. So the the pastor who married us uh, was uh, uh, my uh, brother's uh, my brother my sister in law's uh, dad, and uh, so he was he married us live on the radio Y98, and the Y98 crew wanted him to say. Uh, do ads during the during the ceremony <laughs> he wanted they wanted him to say uh you know so and so uh orlando's uh banquet hall this is where the uh, the, the reception is going to be uh there's free parking in the rear and he that's that's the line they wanted him to say oh during the ceremony God. and he, re he refused to do it and so there that's the reason because we, we're the very first mega wedding couple on 198 and ever every year since then uh guy phillips has been the the he's he's an ordained minister now because now he can do all the ads he wants during the oh show. that makes sense <laughs> so anyway the free parking in the rear thing always reminds me of when the pastor who married uh uh maybe didn't uh, didn't uh, want to do that wow so <laughs> yeah i can cut that out wow no 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 you should keep that in that's wonderful <laughs> Maybe Guy the, Phillips uh, listens to the show. Uh, you know what? Guy Phillips was, uh, if he does listen to our show, um, he's a funny guy, but he was kind of an ass uh, off the air. So take oh, that for what's worth. He was. I, Maybe I think I found the video, Kurt. Of Ally Freddy? Of me? No, of you. Of me, what? The wedding. The, the, yeah. Rave pad? Rave pad. Let's pull up. I'm pretty we'll sure the show this on is, Yeah, this is crazy. I think that's it. It says Rave Kurt and Teresa. Yeah, it does. Sorry, I shouldn't have said. I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of scared to say. What is this? Oh. Um. Should we continue with the show? Oh yeah. It's oh, it's, it's audio. It's audio. Yeah. I put this on YouTube. This uh, years ago. Oh, you did that? Yeah, but this is not on YouTube. This is Rave Pad. They must have pulled it from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, this is the audio of the radio show when we were, when we we announced the winner. Oh man, Winners. we should get Wine ninety eight to sponsor us. Oh yeah, we were in the studio. Yeah, Wine ninety eight divorcing couples since uh, <laughs> two thousand one. Uh, <laughs> Do you want a divorce? <laughs> Listen to Wine ninety eight. Get married on the air. Get married and divorced. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway. Uh, how do we segue back into the hockey? Talk? <laughs> uh, the Blues lose their fourth in a row in a two to one loss to the Oilers at home. Uh, Talbot was fantastic, just as uh, Darling was the night before or the day, game before. Uh, Allen was good. Uh, would have been nice if he could have made the adjustment on the tip shot that he had to wave at and uh, off the bottom of his uh, trapper and and found the back of the net. I didn't. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, okay, Bill, I wanted to ask you about this, about tip shots like that. Um, did, would you blame Allen on that goal? I mean, obviously, if the shot's not tipped and he misses it, obviously, it's a horrible goal to give up. But You're talking about the Lucic goal? Uh, uh, yeah, was it Lucic? Yeah, yeah, it was. I think so. Yeah, the tip um, shot. So the, the, the defenseman puts I forget who it was, uh, a stick out there. It deflects off of it right, right after a shot. It was either, I think it was either Bortuzzo or Edmondson. Um, 
it i mean those it, it can be pretty tricky regardless of where the tip happens you know obviously it, it seems that you know it, the closer a tip it is to to the net uh, the harder it is to react but you know sometimes you know from that far out you take for granted that you've got a really good beat on it and you know if you don't realize it because it's still it's you know a split second it can still be tricky but uh to me i don't know i i thought that that's a i thought alan's positioning i thought he was a little too deep in the net uh at, at that point he should have been you know another step and a half out on top of the crease and uh then he wouldn't have had any kind of issue with it but so about I, I was thinking, my thinking was that, that because the deflection happened so soon after it was shot, like right at the point of, uh, of the release, uh, that Alan, the puck slowed down some. So Alan's like expecting the puck to come a little faster than it did and uh, kind of waved at it and and uh, it's not coming as fast. So he's he mistimed it and it's... Yeah, and, I've, and, I've always and been I, told by goalies that the farther obvious, I mean, this is an obvious statement, but the farther out the puck tips, the quicker they can react and get and shuffle back. And I've always apologized every single time that the puck deflects off my stick, which happens to be a lot out close to the shot, and then goes in the net. I always look at the goalie and say, oh, man, my bad. And every time the goalie's like, no, nah, it was far enough out. I should have picked it up. But uh, they're just again, that's old man hockey. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's guys that are shooting 75 miles an hour, not 100 miles an hour. Yeah. No, I, 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 I do think at the end of the day that, that like I said, Allen was, uh, you know, too deep in his net. And if, if it wasn't too deep at the start, it definitely was at the finish. And there's no reason for him to be backing up, it, you know, with a shot coming from the point. So if, if the you know slight change of pace uh, caused by it uh, had him back up just enough to where he couldn't you know get more on it, you know I that fault is with him. Uh, there's no reason for him to be going backwards at that point. I thought the Blues played another good game, but they just couldn't finish in this game. Uh, couldn't beat Talbot, who was good. Yeah, so Zach Sanford's the answer. He'll score five goals tomorrow. That's the way I see it. No, he, I, he needs, I thought he, he needs I, to. I was at I was at this game and it was I mean it was fast paced. It was fun to watch. The Blues had plenty of chances. Um, I thought actually the Edmonton forwards were doing a real good job of back checking and uh, not having anyone open in the slots. Like I mean you know you remember playing the Oilers even last year and constantly there'd be a guy found wide open at the top of the slot or in the face-off dot, you know, and just didn't happen that game. The The Blues did a good job of trying to get open, but the Oilers were hanging with them the whole game. And the the second goal, the the where Allen slid across, made the save, and the puck's between his legs, doesn't know it. And yeah, he's, all, that's... he's all spread out. That was, un, that was just an unfortunate, goofy play. He doesn't know where it is. He's, he's just he's afraid to move, you know. And Yes, yes and no. And, you know, I've, I've, I've really liked his game – you know, over the last month since Brodeur started working one-on-one with him. But why the hell did he keep his legs so spread out at that yeah. point to where, and, and he slid behind the net. 
And, you know, if he doesn't go that far, it's not an easy tap-in goal uh, for Latestu. Um, you know, it, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the way he played it. Um, you know, and even Peng and um, John Kelly were pointing out, you know, that at some point you got to close your legs. And I don't that's, know. What, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's obvious. That's what mom said. Was, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I, it was a nice play, by David. I mean, he he poked the puck out from between his legs and went behind the net, and then uh, uh, centered to uh, whoever it was that, that put it in. But I yeah. and, and and but and Allen's trying to get back and in, back into the into the in in goal. I think it was Petro that was uh, in his way and couldn't get back. It's just a, I don't know, a goofy, like, goofy sequence. They kind of just uh, Keystone Cops kind of thing where they're just kind of uh, out of position and trying to scramble back and bumping into each other and not knowing where the puck is, and it goes in the net. Like your mama always said, if you keep your legs wide open, sooner or later a player's going to come along and poke it. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> wow. Did your mom tell you that, did she? Uh, <laughs> your Bob told me that. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, side note for this game, I actually sat next to four guys from Edmonton. Uh, they're from St. Albert. And um, they uh, they all had fake mullets on and the, the glasses. Um, so that was amazing. They were all so... And, and I'm not discriminating because I love, love, love Canada. They were so Canadian. It was amazing. <laughs> they they just, everything they said sounded like they were asking a question. You know, it was, it hey? was just like, like uh, yeah, that uh, Gretzky was there for like four years, yeah? And it's just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, not or four months, that's what I meant to say. I ruined it. I made Canada look stupid. Um, but, but uh, you know, and then just some of the things they were saying, like really smart hockey conversation. There's like, yeah, you'll see the problem with the Oilers is they don't really uh, cycle in the zone too well, yeah? They, uh, they kind of just stand there and wait for McDavid to just uh, do something. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, are you asking me or are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> that's not was how we talk. Was that a good impersonation? Was that that's good? That's was good? good. Okay. Good. <laughs> Sorry, um, Canada. I love you. Yeah, as as uh, someone with a uh, a Canadian within their household, um, uh, I'll I'll give that a uh, a B minus. Oh, I like that. I, you know, that's better than I did in school. It was kind of it was kind of uh, a cross between uh, Canadian and like North Dakota. Yeah, a little bit of North Dakota in there. <laughs> like you're on Fargo. <laughs> now that's some good stuff. Okay, what's uh, what's well, next? Talk hockey and for us to be derailed by uh, the Blues have recalled Jordan Schmaltz. So that's uh, that's kind of interesting. I'm gonna I'm 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 anxious to see him play. I am too. Uh, he, I, uh, they say I, that. I, go ahead. Uh, I, I was say they said that uh, you know, he was uh, he's got some offensive upside. So uh, uh, obviously he will instantly step in and replace Shattenkirk. Um, which speaking of replacing Shattenkirk, so I'm expecting what uh, six points tomorrow. 
from combined from him from and, and Sanford. Oh. oh, Sanford too. I mean, let's throw say eight or nine then with Sanford. So they're gonna like so three a hat trick and they'll assist on their own goals. Three goals, three assists for each of them. Yep. And they'll yep. assist. Okay, gotcha. That's I'm fine with that. Um, was, go ahead again. He was originally drafted by the Blues in the first round, number twenty five overall in two thousand twelve. So it's taking him a few years to get up here. Uh, six foot two, 200 pounds, uh, played in 42 games for the Wolves this season, 25 points and 22 penalty minutes. Uh, he has an offense upside, needs to work on his defense. Uh, in other words, just like Shattenkirk. The, the, well, the thing, <laughs> the criticism I heard of him and, and not as obviously Shattenkirk's we joke, but he's, you know, he's a good player, good NHL player belongs in the NHL. I've heard with Schmaltz that his issue is, He's got NHL feet and hands, but his head is an AHL player. Well, that's kind of Yakupov. That's got Yakupov. It's got um, Mr. Eric Brewer, maybe. Yo, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do not want to compare him to Brewer. I can no, tell Brewer, you, I've Brewer never even seen him play, and he's better than Brewer. Brewer didn't have NHL hands no, he or, didn't. or feet. No, yeah. he didn't. <laughs> No, he, the only thing NHL he had was a uh, sense of humor. And uh, that heck got him way too far with this organization. Yep. He, followed, he, now, followed, he, he followed the Mark Bergevin mold. Mark Bergevin, now Ryan Reeves. Mm. Yep. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, Schmaltz come up. You know, his younger brothers looked really good with Chicago uh, this season. Um, so, you know, defensemen usually take a little longer to develop. So hopefully he can be as impactful on the blues over the next couple of seasons as his brother has been in Chicago. So, I mean, obviously with Shattenkirk leaving and the smallest call up and he has some offensive upside, which is good, but so that people were joking, Oh, he would play Shattenkirk. Obviously not. But, uh, the, they mentioned that Petrangelo, uh, is manning the number one uh, is the number one quarterback on the power play. I, I, I'm. Does anybody else want Pareko to have that job besides me? I mean, I, I'm. I would. I, I think Pareko is a natural power play quarterback, number one guy. I, it's not even close to me. Yeah, uh, well, especially considering the players on this team i mean the only guy that was better than him at it was the guy they just traded right yeah so I, I completely see that and uh yeah and I, I mean i know what they're doing they don't they're not they're doing what they did with bacchus you know they weren't throwing bacchus out on every power play when he started it's the same thing with pareko petrangelo petrangelo they pushed in a little more i think but uh but no i they're, they're letting the veteran guy petrangelo handle one man and then Next year, halfway through next year, you'll start seeing Pareko move up in that spot. I think. Uh, I I just I, I think he's the unless the Blues call up James Wisniewski. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I I I don't know I I I get it and that makes sense I guess the uh, that's the logic but I mean he is by we've talked about this so much that he's the most gifted offensive defenseman we we've had I, I, he was more gifted than Shattenkirk was more talented Shattenkirk produced more. But uh, as far as raw talent, Preko is is uh, by far and away the most gifted. He, you know, he, re- he reminds me more of a Pronger than a Shattenkirk or a McInnes. There's a couple different molds. Well, 
And right. I'm saying I'm saying in the offensive zone on the power play. Right. The way that he handles it, the way he moves the puck, the way that he he just he needs to get his shot. He needs to hone that a little better because obviously he's got a cannon. Um, but the way that he knows, he just sees the ice, just like I, in my opinion, Pronger did. And I'm, again, I'm not. I hate well, comparing those two. Well, he, but it's he, there. He does, and he 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 has that that uh, that poise on the point that uh, and and he's big. He's a big frame like Pronger had, but he but. What he has that Pronger didn't and Shattenkirk didn't is uh, in traffic along the boards, uh, stick handling in traffic. He's fantastic. Um, he's he's a he's a a top line forward down low in the offensive zone. When he pinches. There's a lot of love coming for Pareko right now. I I, I, I love the guy. I, I he's I he's, he's got. I mean he's the, he's the guy out of everyone on this team. Uh, uh, all, all the defensemen. If you have to get rid of everyone except for one, I'm keeping Preko. And if you have to get rid of, and I'm keeping Tarasenko, obviously. But Tarasenko and Preko, the two guys I keep on the entire team. I don't if, if I have to keep two guys. Um, I, Barrett I, Jackman's I, number five. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't uh, don't disagree with with you there on on uh, that point, Kurt. Those those are the the two uh, two guys that have the highest upside uh, on the current group, and I think uh, you know Fabry is probably the next guy in that line. Yeah, uh, yeah. in my opinion, because uh, Tarasenko could be an MVP kind of guy, uh, and Preko can be a Norris guy. So that's I agree. Yeah, that's right. Do, do you think he'll be a Norris guy in today's NHL when it's all about points? Preko, yeah. I think he he I I do um, because I think the points will come for him. They they'll I mean it's just I don't see how they can't. Yeah, hmm. I mean if if he can continue to uh, to develop, um, you know, especially picking uh, picking his spots when he when he pinches, and um, you know when he makes the rush, and you know he's got teammates that understand that you know that's the kind of player he is yeah i i think he he brings that you know that element to uh to the game that shattenkirk could but you know under the the hitchcock and you know systems you know they you know, they really haven't had the green light to go and uh hopefully the uh as uh new systems get constructed uh around Pareko as a cornerstone player on this team that will, you know, they will give him a little more freedom than, uh, than have has been afforded to our uh, defensemen. You know, I know that, um, I know that we all hate Pierre Maguire, and I'm right there with you, everybody. I actually, but, actually don't, I actually don't. But go ahead. okay, well, everyone but Kurt and the Price family. I'm sure the kids love him too. <laughs> um, they, uh, uh, he has been given so much love to Pareko. Every time the Blues are on national TV. He is just talking about pre- everyone else talking about the Ter- and he don't get me wrong he still talks about Tarasenko when when the Blues are and they're actually talking Blues but he talks about Pareko every chance he gets and I think that's awesome uh, being able to see national media talk about one of our young guys and talking about how he's a big part of the Blues' future. Yeah, I, it's I, just watching him play. I mean, it's it's it's. it's I don't know how you couldn't come to the conclusion that he is a fantastic player. 
Yeah. Uh, just just watch his his how is how his confidence with the puck is just he he does things that other players might be able to do, but are too scared to do uh, offensively. So, which which I love. Um, next up for the Blues uh, is not Chicago. I have Chicago in here. Winnipeg. Uh, that's wrong. What are we doing here? Is Win- uh, Winnipeg on Saturday, uh, Friday? Yes. Tomorrow night. Winnipeg. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, seven o'clock. So that'll be a uh, you know that uh, and uh, Nashville is uh, playing right now, right? Or no, the Kings are playing right now. Yeah, yeah the Kings are losing two to nothing to the Leafs. Uh, the Leafs just popped. Uh, the second goal and it looked like the Kings just put one in, but uh, miraculously the puck stayed out of the net. Bang, bang, play down low. All right, guys, um, hang on. I, I need to, I need to ask you guys a hypothetical. I just thought of it. Blues win the Stanley cup this year. Okay. Good. They beat the Washington capitals in overtime off a of Shattenkirk giveaway. And for whatever reason, there's been a rash of injuries to the Washington capitals goalies and Phoenix Copley's in net. How amazing would that be? And Sanford scores it. San- yeah, Sanford's got to score it. Assisted <laughs> by Malone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And somehow a first-round draft pick. Right. No, no. See, the only way that the Blues win the Stanley Cup is on a Patrick Berglund goal. So it would have to be Sanford and Malone setting up Berglund. So three centers on the ice at the same time. It's going to happen. Well, the Blues start of realizing that you have to play all your centers together, and that creates cohesion. You, you do realize that if if when the Blues do win the Stanley Cup, it's going to be in a year where they're not supposed to. Yeah, like they're, the Cardinals they're, in 06? Yeah, exactly. They're they're not going to do it in a year where they're favored to. They're gonna they're gonna uh, get get by a couple of teams and they're going to get hot and they're gonna ride the wave and they're gonna win and it's gonna take everyone by surprise, which will make it that much better. And I think that's why I love the NHL playoffs so much is I don't think you can get that. I know the Penguins did that, but I mean, come on, they've got a very talented roster. And I'm not refuting you. You're probably right, but I'm just saying it's less likely in the NHL than it is in other sports. I'm not saying I'm not saying this year. I'm saying, well, you know, you got Edmonton that went to the finals uh, with Prong. It was unexpected. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, it happens, and uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I think that's how it's going to go. It'd be the bluesiest thing, to, the bluesiest thing to do ever. That would be a blues thing it's, to do. It's just it's just to come out of nowhere and just oh surprise everybody. Oh, we didn't expect. I turned the t- I I canceled my cable subscription because the blues sucked. I didn't think they were anything, <laughs> and they won the cup, and I can't watch it. <laughs> Kurt, you can come over if that happens. <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah, it, I I agree that you know it, that seems to be the only way the Blues are ever going to do it, and uh, it, it's going to be a year when we don't believe it can happen. And I'll tell you, I don't believe that this group has it in them. So I didn't um, think they could last year. I didn't either. I, last year was the least confident I've been in like three or four years. Yeah, and they had the best run that they had in a while. So you never know. Uh, we've got uh, okay. Let's let's pick one this week. Um, do you want to do blues social media fails or trivia? Is anyone down for trivia? If anybody is listening and wants to participate in trivia against Bill and Jeff, uh, go to let'sgoblues.com/radio. Click on the join us 
uh, button and you can participate in trivia. Okay, how about we, why don't we do this? We read the social media fails and if in the time somebody doesn't come on, we'll just end the show. We we skipped it last week too. Yeah, we did. Everyone's scared of Bill. It's, yeah, he's, he, he's is, he is a menacing figure. <laughs> All right. Um, sure. <laughs> we got the uh, Blues social media fails. And uh, last week it was the uh, Blues official Facebook page. This week the St. Louis Blues Lounge makes a triumphant return to the social media fails <laughs> segment. Um, uh, applause is in order? Yeah, you know. Uh, there's the ever... I, I saw this. Somebody asked this question. I'm like, oh, this is going to be for the show. Uh, a guy asked, or a girl, whoever. It is just me? <laughs> or... <laughs> Is just me. That needs to be a Canadian accent. Canadian. Uh, it's uh, Russian. It's it just, just me, you know. It's just me, or does anybody else hate when they pass it 20 times before the shoot, eh? Uh, which is a fantastic uh, debate to have with someone. Uh, and, and it doesn't make sense. No. Well, one of the, for the first response is, LOL, I hate it. They aren't aggressive enough. You never know if the puck will go in or not if you don't shoot it. Try it. Next response. Not just you. It's really annoying. <laughs> Next response. All I could think was that game a few weeks ago where Tarasenko and Latera literally passed it back and forth to each other ten times. It was like three or four uh, <laughs> in a row. But Vladdy at least scored at the end of it. And then <laughs> I know. <laughs> response to that. I was at that game. I think they were goofing off just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they're goofing off. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Response to the, to the uh, 20 times before they shoot uh, comment. My husband says it all the time. Too many passes. It is annoying. Maybe it's me, but it seems like they pass it more than other teams. Another response. They are trying too hard for a fancy goal. Fancy spelled an S. <laughs> uh, next response. Hate it. Just shoot the damn puck. Next response. Put the puck on the net, period. Next response. Put, it is no, not no, you said it wrong. You said it wrong. Put the puck on the net, period. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no punctuation right no punctuation uh, last response to this uh, to this comment it is not just you too many it's not just you too many passes put puck on the net and go to the net for the rebounds no punctuation so like <laughs> you okay <laughs> the, the whole let me if anybody I'm sure people I, there maybe some friends here listening Jeff that, that play hockey they understand that you, when you get in on a power play, you you pass the puck a couple times, and the crowd gets gets anxious, starts yelling, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's not they're they're looking for a shooting lane or someone to get in position to screen or tip, or if they if they're just shooting willy nilly, you're looking at shots into shin guards, block shots going out of the way out of the zone. Which uh, is the Blues of six years ago. Right. So the passing the puck seven, eight, nine, ten times, obviously they'd rather pass the puck a few times and shoot and score. You know, but, what, you know what I want to tell those people is to watch an old video of the Slovak Pack. Those guys used to just pass, 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 pass. The one shot they would take would go in the net because it was the perfect shot. Yeah. Yes, yes. Shooting on net can create something. It may go in on a rebound, whatever. But you're, we're looking at percentages here, and 
it drives me crazy when the Blues will gain the zone or on the power play, they'll, be, they'll pass the puck three or four times. And, and whoever has it at the point, as soon as the point man gets it, you hear the all the shoo, <laughs> drives me bananas. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, and then when like they got a five on three, it's really bad because yeah. they yep. they you know do the perimeter, they do the three guys, the umbrella on the outside, yep. and they just slide it back and forth until they find an opening. And the whole time, everybody's just going shoo. Why aren't they shooting? The only time the crowd should be yelling shoot. If there's five seconds to go in the game and we're down by one and it's and they're passing the puck around looking for that perfect pass, I'm like, all right, quit dicking around. You only got a few seconds left. You got to put it on net. That's the only time. Let it, let them go. Let them play. Who who did it? Was it a Chicago player? Uh, I think it was a Chicago player. Did a commercial that uh, he was thanking fans. Thank you, thank you for telling me to shoot when we get in the offensive zone. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> that the goal was to score a goal. And I forgot that we're trying to get the puck on net. It was pretty funny. Real sarcastic, real funny. But uh, yeah, so I, I had a I had a problem with that. Which anybody who plays hockey knows that that's the, what they're trying to do, and it's not you know they don't the people who go you know, shoot. Times I would get the puck in a men's league game if I was playing in front of nineteen thousand people. How many times I should have shot, and I'm just like, eh, I'm gonna pass it because I'm an idiot. I'm gonna try to do something pretty, and uh, or the other way around where I have no business shooting. And I just shoot the puck, and it's just oh, stupid play. I would always blame the fans. They're they're the players are gen- generally making the better play when they pass the puck. And I mean, they're they're looking for a pass lane, trying to get the goalie moving, trying to get defense moving, trying to get the box moving, trying to create Let's passing lanes. Like this. lanes. You you wouldn't stand over a doctor doing surgery and yell at him what to do. These Cut. these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, next comment. Uh, I'll swallow my pride. I'll swallow my pride and say it. Doug Armstrong, Armstrong just made an absolutely phenomenal trade. I know a lot of USTL fans like to grossly overvalue hometown players, but this return is massive. He was about to walk in. He was about to walk in 24 hours for nothing. We pulled a high-end prospect, a first rounder, and a second conditional could become a first rounder. Pull your heads out of the sand. This isn't NHL 17. <laughs> oh, thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he's swallowing more than his pride. Oh. <laughs> you think Doug Armstrong wrote that? Uh, I, I believe so. <laughs> swallowing himself. So that's uh, that was that was <laughs> a high. I yeah. I uh, next comment. A high. Uh, a high. What, what? No. I think we need to break this down a little further. <laughs> A, a high end prospect. prospect, a first rounder, and a second could become a first. Uh, I don't think that was one of the conditions. No, it's right? not, is it? Uh, someone yeah. said. Someone said that if they, they okay, they, they, they don't have a second round pick to give us, so they have to acquire it yet somehow. So if they don't have the second round pick, somebody said that if they don't have it, when it comes time for us to get it, if we do get it, then that second round pick becomes a first. But isn't the second round pick next year, Jeff? Yeah, it's it's the next season. They'll find a they'll find somebody to do it. What I'm saying is that the second round pick is the same year as the first round pick. Oh, yes I think the no? second I thought the second round pick was for 2018. Okay, that's what I initially thought. Okay, so if that's, that's what the I case, think. Okay, that's what I initially thought. I wasn't Bill? sure. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I I thought it was. I thought both picks were this year, but I don't know. Let me look. I was, I I was so underwhelmed by it. I, 
paid so much attention to it. So if it if it's seventeen, if it's eighteen, it makes sense that someone would say that it turns into a first round pick, which would be kind of a big deal. Um, if they don't have the second to give us, that seems fair to me. To be honest. Uh, okay. Here it is. So they got Blues got forwards, Zach Sanford, 2017 first round pick, and a conditional future second round pick. Uh, ESPN's Pierre LeBron reports the conditional pick could be as high as a second rounder or as low as a seventh rounder, depending on factors such as whether Shattenkirk re-signs with Washington or is traded again before he hits free agency, or how far the Capitals progress in this year's postseason and how much Shattenkirk plays. Right. So, so it, it doesn't I guess mention, that is this season. It doesn't mention at all that they don't have a second round pick to give. Yeah, I remember reading that now. That's crazy. So I, I'm not sure how that pans out. If somebody said that it turns into a first if they don't, but they gave us their first if it's this year. So it might be a first for next year. Maybe. I don't know. Which I'd take because uh, the draft year this year is yeah. uh, weak. The Ukraine is weak. <laughs> nice. Um, so next comment. Uh, any return is a plus. I get that people want roster players, but come on. They aren't cup contenders this year, this season. He was gone for nothing if we waited another day. So he kind of uh, piggybacked on the previous guy. Um, but one more thing to point out about the previous comment is he was about to walk in 24 hours. So if, if we didn't trade him, Jack Kirk just wasn't going to play the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, you have uh, it, John? Yeah, I think I have it. Right. Well, at least a part of it. If the Capitals re-sign Shattenkirk or, or Shattenkirk or advances to the Eastern Conference Final and he plays in more than half of the first two rounds of games, St. Louis receives Washington's 2019 second-round pick. 19? Yeah. Wow. So he's got to meet all... He's either got to re-sign with the Capitals or they've got to advance to the final and he has to play then more than half of their first two rounds. So the 2019 second-round pick... They likely still have to give. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. There's a lot more conditions to it. I, I know, I know. It, it'd take a lawyer to, to figure it all out. So do they? So the question remains: Do they have their 2019, 2017? Pick? Yeah, they have a 2019 second round pick. That's the one that we're we're supposed to get, right? I. It, that's if he meets one of those conditions. Okay. If if you know if he. If the but Capitals he, trade Shattenkirk on or before yeah. July 1st, St. Louis gets Washington's seventh-round pick. Seventh, yeah. This year. This year. Yeah. So chances are we're not going to get the second-round pick because he has to play in half, over half, half the games. He has to, They have to make the conference finals for that to happen. So there's a good chance that – I mean, well, I mean, they're a great team, but making the conference finals is no gimme either. So if they don't make the conference finals, we don't get that pick. Okay, uh, this is where it gets really weird. Uh, by the way, this is all courtesy of SB Nation, so check them out. Give them a little plug. Uh, if said trade by the Capitals gets a pick higher than the fourth round, i.e. between the first or third rounds, St. Louis gets the, quote, next available pick two rounds later than the earliest pick received by Washington. What does that even mean? I, I don't know. I, I lost you. <laughs> My brain's dead. That, okay, please, somebody put that in English for us. 
Do we have any attorneys listening to the show? Here's what pisses me off is that the the if you look at the Blues website, they talk about the, the trade and what we got. It says nothing of all this crap. So it, it just spell it out for people who want to read it. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, okay. I hate that you have to you have to go to like outside yeah. sites. You should be able to look at that. It's just like when Bear, Gary Bettman said, "There's no need for the NHL to publish salary numbers because fans don't care about it." Baloney. It's crap. Oh. Fans care about all that stuff. And the Blues official site uh, mentioned earlier, they didn't talk at all about the 39 percent uh, salary that we're hold that we're paying for Shattenkirk that we retained. The official site said nothing about that. Well, yeah, that I. They're so weird about salaries and stuff. I, the Blues, I was surprised when uh, they signed Berglund in their press release, they put how much money he made. Yeah, they don't usually do that. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. They actually put dollar amounts in number of years. Because it was a pittance. It was what? A pittance. Oh. <laughs> not, not not a lot of money. Well, it was a raise of, a, what, 150 k mm. Something like that. Big, that's big money to you and I, but... I know. Not, not a professional hockey player. Uh, next comment. Uh, because we got two really high picks and a prospect, which everyone always forgets that players all start out as picks and prospects, for an overrated D-man who's terrible defensively and was walking in two months for jack shit. Can I say the last one? Yeah. Bergie is not as good as anyone, but that's a topic for another day. If you, if you want to <laughs> explain that to me. Bergy is not as good as anyone, meaning he's the worst player in the NHL. <laughs> he's the worst player in the world. <laughs> the world. Yeah. Anyone. I guess the whole world would qualify as anyone. So yeah. I am better than Patrick Berglund. My four-year-old son is better than Patrick Berglund. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So that that is the uh, Blues social media fails, which are always... Good for a laugh. <laughs> words, words of uh, wisdom, or some shit like that. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's not talk about the the parameters of the Shattenkirk trade ever again. My head hurts. I yeah, it, it, it's it's probably not as bad to read it. Hearing it explained oh, to you, where you can't you can't read it when you're. It's easier to read something when you to process it when you read it. Hearing it explained to you is like oh f- screw it. I it's, can't. Trust me, it's oh. bad reading it too. It, 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 to me, that what you what you said earlier uh, falls in the same category for me as uh, family tree hierarchy. Like if someone were to say, "Yes, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm related to so and so. Yeah, I'm his uncle's uh, sister's brother's kid." I'm like, what? Us uh, uncle's sisters? Who is that to me? I have no idea. I've lost you. <laughs> I can't. I I am I am stupid with that stuff. I cannot follow a hierarchy of that kind of thing. It's awful. It's my Achilles heel. It's my kryptonite. Do you play three doors down every time you start thinking about it? Hmm. And with that. <laughs> and with that, we uh, there's no one here to join us for trivia, so we can hold off on that again until next week. Uh, we're going to do it next week come hello or high water. I agree. I'll have to get my wife down here if we can't get anyone. I and I there we have uh, multiple listeners listening to the show, at watching least, the show. At least three. There, there are four right now <laughs> at at eleven ten p.m. There are four people listening. So, so three of them are us. 
No, no, we're we're not we're not included in those numbers. I know, I'm kidding. So yeah, that's so there 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 are some folks listening that uh, can join us, but are choosing not to. So one of them uh, is my mother. Okay. Yeah. Well, she should know. call in. She yeah, should. Uh, should. Say hi to your mom for me. Oh. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told the Toast Dispatch that today. I was they they you know they did their show tonight earlier, and they asked if I wanted to come on, and I said, uh, "No, nah, I got some stuff going on. I, I got I'm busy. Say hi to your mom for me." Oh yeah, I think I saw that. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> yeah. My fair was the Major League Two with uh, Jake Parkman when uh, I think it was him that said, uh, "How's your wife and my kids?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the original one. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, that was Jake, wasn't it? Jake Taylor. Yeah, yeah Clue Haywood. That's right. Yeah. I should have my kids. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. You guys have anything you want to add? We uh, The tweets here were kind of light, as in there were no... Actually, there was a couple. Uh, but they were for conversations earlier in the day. So since, uh, since Kurt... Got to tell a hockey story. Can I tell a hockey story? You go right ahead. I swear it's funny. So mm. uh, I used to be a big trash talker when I played in high school. Uh, that was pretty much the only reason I was any good was because I would actually get guys off their game and then we'd go and score on the power play. Um, I was the captain because of that, actually. Um, so, um, so this one time there was this guy and uh, his girlfriend was in the stands. And she is just screaming her head off at him, like, oh, go get him. Go, Tommy. Go, Tommy. So he's, like, standing in front of the net with me, and I just go, that's your girl up there? And he's like, yeah. She just won't shut up, man. And I just go, yeah. I did her last night. (laughs) And he just unloaded on me. He just started beating on me. And I'm like, (laughs) I just stood there. I was laughing while he was hitting me. And I'm like, ah, you're getting a penalty. (laughs) Well, and he, he got carved off. He was so bad. I'm like, how could that piss you off? If someone said that to me, I would be cracking up. My, my brother, we were playing hockey and, uh, in a league and my brother, uh, in his infinite wisdom, there was a girl on the, on the, you know, um, for, for the other team, uh, yelling at us and uh, my brother in his infinite wisdom decided to turn around and tell her shut up bitch <laughs> and the, I kid you not the, the the guy on the other team who was right next to my brother on the ice at the time at the rink at the time he goes that's my wife and so he kind of went after went after my brother nice yeah. that's amazing so I was like what are the odds the guy right next to my brother is the guy that uh we, uh, we one time had our goalie get injured and somebody on my team, there, there's a guy up in the stands watching his buddies play the other team. And he was just going, come on, go big or go home, go big or go home, get off the rink, be the total drunk, drunk jerk. So one of my teammates whips the puck right around at him. I mean, it got him too. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty yeah. amazing. You talk about, you talk about you being like a trash talker and a disturber. Uh, that's, I, Bill can attest. I was, I ran my mouth like crazy, uh, playing. It was, uh, it was, I, I did, I did my fair share of, uh, stupid, stupid, immature, uh, shit disturbing stuff. I was, one time I was on the bench and the guy on their team, we were, all night. 
well, we were we were we were losing. <laughs> we we pulled our goalie, I think. And uh, they got the puck. We and uh, they carried the center. And I'm on the bench. I took my glove and I just threw it at him from the bench. <laughs> and it, and I tried to hit the puck before we got to it, and uh, it it didn't that didn't work. We lost anyway. It, it wasn't matter. <laughs> so. All right, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna close it up here, Kurt. Oh, we're still in the air, aren't we? Okay. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, listeners can find us online at LGB Radio on Twitter. Uh, Bill is at Billy Blue Notes, and Jeff Ponder is at J Ponder ninety four, and I am at Kurt Price. So uh, check. We, we are highly entertaining on Twitter. So check us out. Um, That'll do it for this week's show. Don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, uh, Missouri. And uh, so for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's show. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Caps Blues. Say hi to your mom for me. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.